always going to be there. Viruses are always going to exist as a form of life. There's always going to be bacteria in the air. It's yes. the immune system's job to fight that off. So uh, people in Louisiana, you need, to, you need to reverse the obesity. You need to reverse your diabetes. Mm-hmm. You, need to reverse your, you need to reverse your high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to tell you that you can do all those things, and I have resources to help everybody uh, to reverse those, and then you don't have to worry about COVID. Wow, brother, what? Bro, brother Aaron, you have a question for, for uh, brother Aaron? Yes, uh, Minister Wellness. With what you just said, yes, I want to know what is the greatest obstacle that keeps the black community from doing those things you say? We, uh, you know, the diabetes. Is it like not knowing? Is it a food addiction? Is it you know what reasons or the biggest that you see that stops us from getting to that point? It's mostly food addiction because I'm giving the information now and how many people listening are going to take the information and make a change. It's the food addiction. People buy my books. I have a book on reversing diabetes in 30 days, and I stand by that. If you get my book and you follow the meal plan, you will reverse it. Well, why? why, If if it's that easy, then why is it that Everybody that's a diabetic listening, why won't they just go get the book and reverse it in 30 days and not have to worry about coronavirus? Well, because of food addiction. It's easier to believe the myth that, nah, man, I don't want to eat that rabbit food. You know, I'm going to just, I want to eat what I want to eat. I want to eat the, you know, whatever the mainstay diet is down there. And I want to take this pill, this diabetes pill. And the pill comes from the plants that you won't eat. That's the crazy thing about it. So that, so that's what it is. It's the food addiction. I don't believe it's so much. I believe for some people it's a lack of knowledge, but it's more so a lack of knowledge about how to overcome food addiction. And that's why I focus so much on that. I have a 12-part series because I've identified through seven years of health coaching over 200 people in seven years of battling my own food addiction. I have identified 12 different components of food addiction that works against us to be healthy. And I have lectures and video series, uh, and it's, um, and I have it transcribed in my Lose 100 Pounds book. So it's a lack of knowledge about addiction. But then even when you come to the knowledge, uh, I mean, they put drugs in the food that's designed to make, to make it more addicting than heroin. It's designed that way. So, uh, you know, that that's what's wrong. That's what's wrong with us. And then when everyone gets like that, it's a culture. When you have 85% of black women overweight, obese, that's not me saying that. That's the government saying that. And usually the government is wrong, meaning that usually whatever their numbers are, it's worse. So if they say 85% of black women are overweight, obese, usually it's much higher than that. And so that produces a culture to where the culture supports that, to where if you step outside of that culture, then you get persecuted if you dare to be lean and healthy. Uh, so it's a beast. It's a vicious cycle, you know, eating eating to death. Uh, like I said, I mean, you know, every, I mean, I, I have. I, I've heard uh, horror stories about uh, the way, you know, about food consumption in the, you know, in the, in the deep south. Now, Dr. Nathaniel, you you mentioned something uh, that was really, really, really touching. Everything you said is touching. However, 
uh, that's one thing that we stated before is that uh, for Juneteenth celebrations, they want you to go back and to remember how the the, the hog or the pig was slaughtered and all this crazy type of eating, which a lot of people that I know from Louisiana, we don't, we don't eat nothing to do with pork. But uh, when you equate that to what's going on today and how that virus got started, uh, what, what else uh, comes to mind uh, uh, with that situation, sir? Yeah, I mean, the... Most of infectious diseases have been on the rise since 1975. This, this is nothing new to people in my profession. It's something new to a lot of people who don't study these things like us. We've known that the way that we raise and consume animals, it creates infections. It creates diseases that get spread to human beings. Uh, now, what's unfortunate about what you said with the Juneteenth is that this is something that a lot of our people don't like when I say it, but I say it anyway. Mm -hmm. The fact is, is that in many parts of the South during slavery, slaves are actually living much longer than the white people because the slaves, the whites were the ones, they were eating a very rich, poor diet, whereas, um, whereas the slaves usually were forced to grow their own food and were eating a plant-rich diet. And that plant-rich diet enabled a lot of black people that have very, very long, healthy lives, even despite the brutality of slavery. That's a fact. It didn't really make a turn for the worse until the rise of the fast food industry where we moved into the cities. Uh, but the way that we raise and treat animals matter. The way that we connect with nature matter. And we've lost touch with that. And and it, and, it, and we're, paying a, uh, we're paying a heavy cost for that. And remember... Just so everybody know, coronavirus is nothing new. Uh, it's called novel because this is a new strain, just like we have new strains of flu. We have new strains of there's, there's thousands of viruses and bacteria uh, that have not been discovered because they haven't become pathogenic yet to where they're you know taking us out on at the level that the coronavirus, the new coronavirus is. And um, it, it, it's so important with what you're saying. I mean, I'm, I'm just elated. Uh, well, I've read some of your work and everything. Uh, I wanted to state that when you had like uh, when when you had like Amherst, who was with the Christopher Colon or the Christopher Columba, so when they claimed he he discovered America and everything like that, he placed. Uh, smallpox virus on the blankets to the indigenous Americans, which killed thousands of indigenous Americans. When you look at the Tuskegee, not Tuskegee, you look at the syphilis uh, epidemic, when our government, our government that you're talking about, uh, that gave syphilis to our military men uh, for, uh, what, four decades? Yes. So yeah, you're yeah, talking, go ahead. Yeah, it's terrible, and that's why we should be, that's why it's sad we had a brother uh, from Nigeria who was over here about to graduate from Michigan University, and he was denied testing and died from COVID at the age of 25. But my message is that with us knowing where we stand when it comes to what I call the death care industry in America, that's what makes it even more mind-boggling for me. That's why I continue to lose so much hair because I'm like, 
saying we of all people should be doing everything within our power to make sure that we have strong immune systems because we know that when things like this happens, we're going to end up worse. So while we eating a poor diet on average than, than everyone, we have to take the power um, back that back in our hands. We need to start growing our own food like my mother used to do. My mother grew up in the 50s in Mississippi, and she was very healthy because all they ate was mostly fruits and vegetables, and if they did eat meat, you know, they had to do it the old-fashioned way. You had to grab the chicken that was, you know, running around the yard, and you had to, to do everything yourself. Yeah, the minister of wellness, just like you said, uh, back then, you know, and that's something, too. I went to Haiti, and, and I can attest the same, you know, compared to the uh, chicken in America full of antibiotics and who knows what. In Haiti, when they ate the fried chicken, it was, you know, a chicken. It was so small in comparison, you know, it, it didn't make no sense. And even then, I was plant-based, so I was just looking at it. I didn't try it. I wish I almost would have just to say, you know, I've had a real chicken and not <laughs> the stuff here. But I will. I do have a question. Uh, and it is, what's my, and, you know, this goes to the people here, you know, on basic things we can kind of do. So the question is, what small things can we do to lower our blood? Would it be better to cut pork or cut the average fast food consumption? Yeah, you definitely want to cut the, the pork and the fast food. First of all, uh, every animal isn't meant for human consumption, just like we know. Uh, of course, in America, we apply our culture to our addiction, so no one is going to go shoot somebody's cat and dog and put it on the barbecue grill. I mean, you go to prison for what, 20 years if you did that. Mm -hmm. So, but what I'm saying is that just like a cat, a dog is a food, nor is a pig. Um, so that's the first thing that should be out anyway. And then when it comes to the fast food, it is loaded with too much sodium and there's over 20,000 other FDA-approved toxic chemicals that they allow in the fast food. So if you want to lower your blood pressure, you want to eat foods that give provide medicine to heal your blood vessels, which are the highway that carries your blood, which is very important because blood flow provides nutrients throughout your cells and your tissues. Uh, that's what the blood pressure comes from. Uh, so you know the plant, the plant-rich diet. The uh, acronym I use: greens, beans, onions, mushrooms, berries, and seeds. Those are six foods, and you build on those foods. You get a hold of some great recipes, delicious tasting recipes, and you can reverse high blood pressure relatively easy. It's so effective that if you're taking blood pressure drugs, then you have to work with your doctor to wean you off of them. And and that uh, doctor uh, minister of wellness, I'm 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 getting ready to throw something out at you that might get everybody looked at funny in this station. Uh, you actually are on a station in South Louisiana and Lafayette area, and it's so called heart, and it's not taking a swipe at anybody personally of any ethnic race, but we promote things down here. Everything is Creole slash Cajun. 
And that's part of the food culture. Now, I'm mean, the question I'm going to ask you. Can your food culture that you live and eat and drink up and smoke every day be the death to you from your perspective? Absolutely. Hey, have you ever been anywhere, Dr. Uh, uh, Minister Wellness, and someone say, man, that's some good Cajun or Creole food? Uh, and this is the thing I get when I travel outside the area. Not all of us partake of that, and I hope you don't uh, generalize us like that. But the thing is... Yeah, I know. They, people get mad at me for yes. saying that, and I, I yes. don't be meaning all of you. And, and then, not only that, but uh, for, for your information, for, for uh, our constituents' information, remember, uh, Cajun were the, the, the criminals, the, the uh, people that came up from Nova Scotia, Canada, that came here uh, to southwest Louisiana and lived in the bayou with with the uh, you maroons. So, you know, a lot of us don't don't consider ourselves uh, in neither one of those categories. Yeah. We consider ourselves as it, black, black, black. And, and, and I'm and I'm looking at the culture, what uh, everything, boudin, crackling, all of that stuff. And it, it might be a delicacy to, in some cultures when people travel inside the area, uh, uh, brother Jordan. But the issue is a lot of people consume that every day and they don't understand the scientific fact. And I know you could attest to that. If you eat pork, uh, mm-hmm. salt, uh, you drink a lot of alcohol, you smoke a lot of cigarettes, uh, you might wind up in the ER when a little old virus named COVID-19 steps in. Yeah. It'll put you six foot under. And people don't want to accept that notion. Yeah, it's going six feet, it's going six feet under. Yeah, it's going six feet under because I hear that the coronavirus deaths are pretty are pretty bad in Louisiana. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, it is. yes sir. Seventy yeah. percent, uh, according and, and, to the New Orleans, of people yeah, have died. And, and, yeah, and and is it and is it a coincidence that again, not that all of you all are the same, but why is it that? That's the reputation of Louisiana is that all you all do is eat. And, when, and of course, that's, you know, I, I'm, I'm not talking about every last one because, of course, you all don't. But I'm just saying how sad that is that all the way up here, wherever I go, when I tell people that I'll be speaking in Louisiana or visiting Louisiana, all they do, I mean, it's like they mouth start to water over the the type of food that oh man you gonna gain 20 30 pounds there <laughs> yeah it's sad it's time for louisiana to wake up i pray it's a wake-up call but unfortunately yep. i already know what they're planning to do with this coronavirus uh pandemic and it's not they're concerned about the disproportionate uh, rates of death from our people is not going to lead to any real solutions. The real solutions have to come for us. Uh, the only thing that big daddy government is going to do is what their big former um, slave masters tell them to do, and that's to push them vaccines on our people first. Uh, uh, Mr. Wellness, we have a phone call. You, you ready to take someone on, on the phone? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, caller. Ma'am, you're on. Hello? You're on. Go ahead. Ma'am. Yes, you're yes. 
And yes, ma'am, I would like to send a shout out to my sister, Lisa Alexander Miller, on her 55th birthday on today. And this is from her sister, Laura Barlow. Okay, all right. You have a question for our guest? Thank you. Okay, well, I guess Minister, uh, Minister Weldon's got a shout out uh, for someone uh, we don't know. But if they were listening, I hope but they I, heard. I wanted to ask you, uh, Minister, with, Minister, with a state of emergency, uh, how did, how, isn't that the, it, the same state of emergency that should be working in, uh, at Angola or in our uh, penal institution here with our, our, uh, our people that's incarcerated, the deserving ones? And and and, uh, and what is the, the what is the state of an emergency that they uh, you talking about the lockdown? Well, not so much as the lockdown, but then uh, this shouldn't be a death sentence for some that's uh, serving time that will be getting out. Uh, what's the what's why is it so hard to just let some people that that haven't committed the hard crimes? Uh, get out like a lot of those that's on drug charges, uh, child support payment. Uh, those are soft crimes. Well, of course, you know, the, the criminal justice system is just the transfer of slavery. So that that's the, the criminal justice system is designed to keep slavery perpetuated. I know that from being a police officer for seven years. So, um, so yeah, that, that's not going to happen because that's how, I mean, there's a lot of free labor that come out and prisoners make pillows. A lot of the things that we depend on are made in the prison in the prisons for, by prisoners making ten cents an hour. Actually, entire- actually, I was looking at the, the feeds from different uh, uh, news organizations in New York City on Hart Island, where they bury a lot of the injured people uh, in the city of New York. Uh, they are burying, ma- having mass graves uh, dug uh, with all the people who died from the COVID nineteen and. Most of the people who were doing that, uh, they just now got some laborers uh, because they, uh, the, 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 the uh, you know, uh, learning about uh, how it would be so toxic to have the average person does that. They were employing prisoners from Rikers Island to bury the dead in, in New York City. Uh, so we mm-hmm. know they use a lot of prison labor for even morbid things like that. Uh, uh, minister, now, Minister... What is to you, what is COVID, COVID-19 actually in, in your take on, on the virus itself? Where it came from? Where, it got well, well, to me, is is just another version of what's been out here for, for thousands of years. Um, it's an infectious disease caused by a new virus. It causes respiratory illness like the flu. It has symptoms, you know, cough, fever and in more severe cases, difficulty breathing. So I don't put it on a higher level. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bird flu, which originated from a bird in 1918, it killed 25 to 100 million in 25 weeks. Imagine if that was happening now with media 24 hours a day. I mean, we would have been had the mandatory vaccines. They would have had mandatory vaccines in two weeks had that happened. So that was far deadlier. We ain't going to even get close to those numbers. The bird flu still is the number one killing infectious disease. And then we have pneumonia. So to me, it's, it's, it's new. And that's why we have all this pandemonium because we're not used to it because it's new. And then it came from, it originated in these filthy wet meat markets in China. But to me, 
it's just another it's just another sign that our ways of living and eating have to end. And if it doesn't end, there's worse on the horizon. There are viruses out there that have a 40% kill rate. So we keep messing around and keep just living and torturing these billions of animals and eating all this slop. Uh, there's viruses out there like the Nipah virus uh, in South America. Is is It has been classified as a biological terrorist agent by our government. And it comes from pigs, pig farms. Shouldn't have no pig farms. Should let pigs live like pigs are supposed to live and do what they're supposed to do. But it's just not contagious enough yet. But what if that gets loose and it starts killing 40% of the population. This is not, this, this so I'm, so to me, a lot of people, especially veterans in the holistic health community, a lot of them are kind of what, you know, just shaking their head like, man, I, we've been telling you all this was coming. Yes, Minister, you know, what you're saying, and that's the importance again, you know, of immune boosting. They've been right because we know America is set up for profits, the food, everything. It's just about a materialistic fiat dollar that's not backed by any gold, any silver, just because the government says it's worth this much, it's worth this much. So with that, it means the, the culture, the food wasn't built around, like, say, Cuba with the people health in mind, with the people doing better, empowering so I would like to share, I have a question too, but I'd like to share one thing of the importance of that. Like you say, if, we, if our immune is good, then we don't have to worry. Like I feel too, the corona should be really thought of as a mosquito bite to us in terms of lethality. If we were all, you know, eating right, doing right, living by God's word of life and not eating death. But I remember, you know, I've been plant-based 10 years on and off a few years, depending on the mate I was with and, you know, the energies that I had. But I remember once getting what seemed to have been the flu. And I can tell you, I know most people, it lasts, what, four, five, a week or better. With me, I went through the whole phase within 24 to 48 hours max. Like, and it wasn't painful, but I remember the chills. I remember, you know, the feelings, the little mucus, all of those things that's ready but it happened so quick because the sister fought it off you know i wouldn't see and i know people too here that got flu they out for three weeks a month you know and then they take it and of course i didn't take medicine i never take pills i don't believe in taking chemicals i can't pronounce so you know i just stayed home probably drunk water ate my plants so with that also i want to ask when it comes to health and wellness has there been any successful projects that can be duplicated here, like healthy eating taught and served at the schools, our churches, the nursing homes, et cetera, so that maybe we can bring that to the people, you know, and start it early? Because I realize we got to start with the younger children so they can start early. Some of us, you know, we are now set in our ways. I'm going to die anyway. You know, it don't matter. But if we can start, you know, the younger, I feel we can really have an impact going forward. Well, that's what I was doing. That's the mission that I'm on. I have over 600 free videos on YouTube, uh, the Minister of Wellness. That's YouTube, the Minister of Wellness. I'm on 
Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I've dedicated my whole life to. Uh, and then before this coronavirus pandemic uh, happened, I was supposed to be in Louisiana, and I was um, and I was supposed to be traveling all over the nation. That's what I was doing before this uh, shut everything down. And you are right; the coronavirus is a glorified cold. And it should be if you have a strong immune system. They already showing with as fat and sick as our nation is. Most people still recover from this thing quickly. So why is all this hysteria when the coronavirus only has a um, it has a three percent kill rate? And that's on the high end, and and to have a three percent kill rate. But we know that those within that three percent kill rate, we already know why they're dying because they have compromised immune systems and that's because of the way that we're eating and living so uh, it's a shame it's a shame that we're about to sit here and allow ourselves to be um to to be injected with stuff that we don't know what the heck it is if it works you know being rushed through all these clinical trials over something um that is only affecting people that have weakened immune systems within a nation where most people have a weakened immune system. It's a travesty, but uh, our our nation is so jacked up. There's not a lot of places that I could point to uh, that's doing things the the right way when it comes to their health. Uh, I was in Lafayette, Louisiana. I was in New Orleans. I know New Orleans has some places, but uh, Lafayette, you all are quite a ways from New Orleans, and I don't know of a single uh, 100% plant-rich guy, uh, restaurant in Lafayette, Louisiana. I mean, all I saw was a bunch of death shacks uh, when I went to Lafayette, Louisiana. I didn't see there was a single place where I could go. Either. Like, where can I go and I can get some, you know, I, I mean, I would have to be, I guess, be real specific with, hey, you know, make this, make that. I know most restaurants, if you will, discipline you can get the chef to make what you want uh, but that's an issue right there um, but they're just giving people what they what they want and then you have the liquor stores and um, the vending machines it's a it's a culture and enough people have to say enough is enough that forces that culture to change and, and start hitting people in their pockets um, but in, until that happens it's going to be an uphill battle uh, but but I, I, was, I was on the road. I was on the road, and prayerfully when this ends, uh, if it ends, uh, then I can be in Lafayette, uh, Louisiana, speaking speaking life to you all. And and you work with the uh, with the greats. Uh, I saw you on the Rock Newman show, and uh, who else have you worked with? Uh, uh, you ever work uh, with, with the Nation on on some projects? Because uh, you know we support them on this show. Uh, what's your take on? Uh, uh, you guys have similar, and Rock Newman, y'all have similar outlooks on 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 this these issues. Well, I helped coach Rock Newman in 2018. Um, that was back in 2018. I lived in D.C. and worked with him uh, for four months. Um, and as far as anybody else, high profile. I mean, he. I've been on the a lot of been blessed to be on the Joe Madison show a couple times with Armstrong Williams. I've never worked with the nation of Islam okay. uh, directly. But yeah, I am. I'm always happy when uh, someone within our community or group or organization is working to promote excellent health. And of course they have uh, for many, many years. And, and, and minister, the, the, the thing that's 
was so upsetting and to reach out to you and you know we had you on before and uh, like I said we will try to bring you on regularly and, and and get hopefully get you down here to put on a seminar with uh, we got a lot of progressive groups they just need a voice one of the things I like to know and very upsetting your opinion why is it and I'm, I know you you touched on it before is it affecting black men and some of our sisters uh, I mean, in a way, it's affecting us. You know, you have to go on a ventilator. Uh, your lungs uh, is torn apart. Why is this attacking uh, people the way it is? Because we have the worst immune systems. Oh. Our immune systems, are, the, the, our diet, we're, we're eating. Uh, and then we have more serious nutritional deficiencies because we're grossly deficient in vitamin D because melanin is made to be out in the sun. We need yes. that sun. We're sun people. And so we're eating against our nature, as Dr. Africa, rest in peace, used to teach um, all the time. We're, we're just, so that's why we're worse off. Um, and our food culture is worse. It is worse overall. Uh, but when you add that with the vitamin D deficiency, that's why we get wiped out quicker um, than than people who might seem like they eat in the same way and have similar obesity rates. Uh, so we, we have to change our diet. The greatest weapon of mass destruction that black people have ever faced is the standard American diet. I have a lecture on that on my YouTube channel that I encourage everyone uh, to watch. It's high time for a health revolution. And um, like I said, what I'm trying to get in people's heads is that if it's not this COVID-19, if we don't change, if we don't address the root cause of infectious pandemics, which are our certain behaviors and actions that we do, then it's just a matter of time before once this subsides. And it will because the kill rate isn't high enough. So it will subside. Um, but that next one, um, or, or the one after or whenever, if we don't change, uh, that that's going to be, it, it'll be something that, you know, we're talking about. I, I don't, it, I, it's just not something I even want to fathom, uh, brothers and sisters. Now, uh, Doctor, the, the CDC or the CDC, the Control Center Disease People? Center for Disease. Okay, but those people, they are supposed to be the, the, uh, the best of the best. They're the ones that knows everything that's going on. And I can't, I can't hear. I'm sorry. Okay, the CDC, uh, the Control Center Disease, or the CDCCD, the Control Center for Disease Control, they are... The ones that are the supposed to be the the brains of the of everything, they're the ones that's supposed to call all the shots. Yeah, they they're supposed to, but they're controlled by the pharmaceutical industry. And so I mean, they do what big pharma, the ones that give them the money to support their organization. That's who they that's who they fight. Uh, that's who they represent. Oh. Uh, so the CDC is the CD. The purpose of the CDC is to simply, I mean, they track the diseases and so forth. But um, everybody's just waiting for that that coronavirus vaccine. No one's 
trying to address the root cause. They're just waiting for one thing, and that's that coronavirus vaccine. That's all they're waiting for. And, and you know, uh, and we are supposed to uh, trust that if, if that's the case, why haven't they developed a, uh, a vaccine for sickle cell, uh, for our sickle cell people, if they could develop something that quick? They don't care about that, and it doesn't affect enough people. It just affects our people. They're not going to develop a vaccine just for black folks. They're going to develop one that can that they can mandate for everybody on the planet. So right now, the coronavirus pandemic is perfect because if they can mandate it for 7.5 billion people, then that's trillions of dollars they'll make, especially from the side effects, because there's nothing that they've ever produced that doesn't have um, – gross side effects. And that's where the real money comes in. It's not so much, the money don't so much come in from giving you the blood pressure drug or the shot. It comes from the side effects of the blood pressure and the shot, meaning the blood pressure drug causes breast cancer. And then that's that's another spin of money. Then the treatments for breast cancer cause other diseases. So that's where the big money comes in. And then vaccine industry, they are not liable. You can't sue them. If you get that coronavirus vaccine and you paralyze from the from the neck down, it's, it's not a single thing that you can do. Uh, I tell you what, with saying that, I'd rather trust God and his cures than man and his uh, pills with these side effects. You know, and uh, like you said, I've seen too, the CDC, Coca-Cola, paying them off. You know, to get some new chemical in there. You know, they had cocaine to hook us. Now they can just make some chemical up and just pay the CDC. And they allow it all for the dollar. And, you know, I really think it is sickening. And we got to look at that. A, a culture that's based on the dollar is not a culture that's based on humanity. It can't be. Even the Bible says you can't serve both. You serve in the world, the dollar. You're putting that as your focus over humanity, the people, you don't do it good, then you can't do both, you know. But I, I wanted to kind of chime in because knowing our rates are the worst because African-Americans have the worst health on the planet Earth, is that really the reasons why we're seeing that the Chinese maybe haven't died as much? Because I've learned, too, a lot of them seem to be lactose, and I know we lactose intolerant, but we still want to eat dairy and just suffer. But in China... Is it the health reasons, or is it that they just have something we don't have uh, chemically? Yeah, it, it, it's probably a combination of both. And then they started treating uh, with natural means, too. They were using vitamin C, intravenous vitamin C. Chinese medicine is much different than Western medicine because it's based off the of natural. So, um and, and most of them still, especially in the rural areas, they're eating from the earth. So the culture in Chinese is incomparable to, to the black culture in America. I mean, remember in Africa, it's not spreading that much either, especially in rural parts, it's still non-existent, um, which is crazy that they shut down whole economies. But again, that's for the purpose of putting people in the state of panic and fear so they were willing to accept that mandatory vaccine, meaning that you won't even have a choice no more whether you, whether you want to take it or not. That's where all of this is leading. But most places in Africa, I mean, there's hardly anybody except the very vulnerable that's passing away from it. 
So the hysteria surrounding this thing is absolutely um, unprecedented. How much uh, refined sugar, because I heard you talked about that on the Carl Nelson show, uh, how much refined sugar has to do with uh, our immune system being destroyed? A lot, uh, because there's a, there's, a, there's a very important function in the immune system. It's called uh, phagocytosis with a pH, and it's very important, and it, and it gets shut down even when you, when you consume too much refined sugar. So refined sugar directly impairs the immune system for up to, you know, so we sit down and, and smash some pancakes of chicken and waffles, uh, slather with syrup, you know, you shut your immune system down by several hours, and that's dangerous because that's enough time for that infection to come in and that virus to come in and take over and replicate itself. Wow. I mean, <laughs> go ahead, Sister Khadija. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just laughing, man, because I know that's what a lot of our people do down here, and I don't mean to slap that way. <laughs> go ahead, Sister Khadija. Yes, uh, exactly. Where did the COVID-19 coronavirus uh, actually come from, from uh, China, uh, but how? Well, because of the, it's called wet meat markets. Yeah, wet meat markets. So in these wet meat markets, they have these cages, and they'll have bats and cats and dogs and, I mean, all sorts of animals of different species living together in filth, absolute disgusting filth. I mean, they'll be pooping uh, on each other, eating each other's feces. It's disgusting. And the viruses, you know, they develop and mutate. I mean, you put animals in that environment, they're going to get sick. Remember, even over here, 80% of antibiotics are used in these animal factory farms where we get all that all the meat and seafood. So, I mean, you, you, you do that. Um, and viruses are going to form and mutate. That's where it came from. Minister, and this is not the first time this has happened. Minister Wellness, we have a, another person on the line. We want to take this call. Yeah. Go ahead, yes, caller. Yes, uh, good evening. Hey, look here, uh, Sister Khadija, Brother Jay, and the guests, and uh, Brother June Andrews, you know, business to business show. Hey, look here, he couldn't pick a better group of people to uh, uh, put on his show like he should be putting on and because he's in quarantine for the coronavirus. Like always, you guys always bring in, uh, uh, the things to the airwave that the people need to hear. And Sister Khadija, you are a leader. You're not an elected leader, but you are a leader. Don't tell her that. Unity. For the people, you, Brother Jay, you are a leader because you speak out to the things that we need to be uh, hearing. Our elected leaders seem like they run and uh, hide because they're scared to speak up to the things that we need to know, the things that need to come to the community, to the black people, to uh, 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 the people of our culture, and those are the things that they are not doing. So don't never feel that we are not leaders. 
we are leaders in our own wake. All the time that you went to uh, Sister Khadijah to Baton Rouge on the steps of Baton Rouge, in, in uh, uh, the, the chambers of Baton Rouge to speak out for the people, you know, you are a leader. And if we have more people like you guys, you know, to speak up for us as a culture of people, maybe we might get things done. But long as our elected officials are running high and hiding and being scared to speak up for what the constituents that they're supposed to be representing, shame on us. I thank you guys for bringing good things to the airwave like y'all doing, you know. So, and this is what I have to say. Thank, thank you, God. Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Oh, and thank you so much, Brother Wallace, and you continue to, to do your work. Uh, doctor, um, I remember, uh, like, maybe some, when I was 10 years old, uh, 50 years ago, uh, my mother cooked uh, uh, Mary Guts. And I, I, when I actually found out what it was, I, I refused to eat it. And uh, that's the same thing that what you were saying is that those type of food were just back then for survival, not for a delicacy like they want to claim it to be today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we've we've taken things that used to be only consumed on a rare basis, which can be tolerated a little bit more, and now we're doing it all day, and we're sitting on our behinds, uh, just watching TV. And yes, the whole culture is designed to promote these type of pandemics, uh, the obesity and the suffering. And um, and I, you know, my prayers are with you all down there. I'm just um, it, it's just the question is, will people wake up? And the masses are in such a deep slumber that, like I said, I I cringe to think about what's going to happen if we continue this way. And they re, and they just rush through and release this shot and, and mandate that everyone gets it. Um, but, yes, the, the culture supports the standard American diet. They, they work hand in hand. And it's an uphill battle to fight because, again, the hardest part about overcoming food addiction is fighting your family and friends. Yes. Uh, ain't that something? And, you, and your fellow people who promote a culture and they want to say you're racist because you, you could, you're saying you're not a part of that Creole, uh, Cajun type mindset of promoting certain food culture. And I say, you, I always say, is your food culture killing you? As, well, you're the problem. And, uh, Doctor, what is the definition of a Creole? <laughs> doctor, you know the definition of a Creole? I don't. What is it? Oh, uh, the Creole is the, 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 the ones that was from the slave master that was their children. Uh-huh. And so because they were mixed and were in the house as usual, they considered that uh, that them as Creole, but that's that's not so. And you, you see, they that's use not it. So. They use it to promote food culture, a correct? Way of life. Correct. And that's the problem I have because it's it's not necessarily an ethnic person or whatever they want to call themselves. It's the way they promote certain items to You're market right. it. You're they right. Sell it and they market it around the world. I, I'm pretty sure where the Minister of Wellness, where he's at in D.C. or wherever, 
or St. Louis, uh, you see Cajun certified food. This stuff is being promoted. Hey, you could promote it, but you got to tell the truth about the effect it has on your community when it comes to your health. Because this, this virus tagged on to people who were living that type of culture, eating that type of food, and living that way of life. That's right. And that's that, that, just, that just do the research, and I'm pretty sure the doctor would agree with me there. And, and what's the name of your book? Yes, I have, I have several. Uh, lose 100 pounds in 100 days. What? Uh, reverse heart disease and high blood pressure. Oh yes, God. yeah, I've helped, I helped a client in 2015. He lost 100 pounds in 100 days. Oh, my. Um, then then I have reverse heart disease, high blood pressure. The minister... Of wellness.com, the minister. Well, here's the website. Of yes. wellness.com. Okay. Right. Yes, sir. And, you, and your Facebook page. Brother. Right. Facebook, the minister of wellness, Twitter, the minister of wellness, Instagram, YouTube, the yeah. minister of wellness is how you find me all over the world wide web. I have important herbal extracts for the immune system, respiratory illness, blood pressure, liver detox, kidney and bladder, uh, weight loss. Uh, all of that can be found on my website, The Minister of Wellness. And, and brother, I want to thank you so much, and I'll be contacting you uh, later on after the show to, to, to try to uh, get, get more, let's say, get, uh, keep in touch much more and, 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 and try to provide you a recording of this show because I know we owe you from the other time, and I want to make sure you get it, my brother. Well, I want to try to find out where you got to go to get the book. Your book. The minister, my website, yes, the ministerofwellness.com. Okay. Yeah, okay. and April 26th, I'm having a free live stream lecture, the, the encore presentation of the truth about the coronavirus. April 26th, you register through my website, the ministerofwellness.com. And, and we, Sunday, and, April 26th. And we definitely would like to have have a segment for our, you know, we produce, we are local TV producers on the public access serve the five county slash parish area. And we would like to have that because I think we need a dose of what you, what you putting out, my brother. Yes, sir. Thank and, you. And, and we want to thank you so much for the South Louisiana listening audience. And you, you got to go right now, doctor. Uh, yes, I do. Oh, okay. All right. Well, then, <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, she'll, she'll keep you all night, doctor. Well, well, I, I, I definitely appreciate it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just a good right, I'm a, I'm a uh, call. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll give him uh, your number. You can call him. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you so very much. We really appreciate We really appreciate our, our callers and the, the minister. Minister wellness. of Wellness. Oh, you did you, you Nathaniel Jordan. Nathaniel, Nathaniel. Thank you so much, brother Nathaniel. We really, really appreciate you so much. Yes, I appreciate you all. You all take care. All right, you're gonna you're gonna hear from me if not today, tomorrow. All right. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Bye bye. There you go. We had the Minister of Wellness on the line, uh, Sister Khadija. I definitely appreciate. You and I appreciate Mr. June Andrews. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Brother Shabak on Sunday. I forgot about him. Uh, Brother Shabak does the gospel. Oh, yeah. All the all the fine programming uh, on KIE eighty eight point three FM. We got uh, Brother Tommy C. That's the yeah. access man. That's the man who got us in to confunction. We want people to understand. That's the real power here at KIE 88.3. Again, thank the listening audience for being patient with it. Thank you so much, Sister Khadija, for not uh, telling uh, Minister Weldon what Kuyon means. 
<laughs> oh, yes, yes, yes. And thank you so very much. You're getting ready to listen to M. Uh, Tommy C., the hitman himself, and get ready for some of the best Zodico music that the world of Southwest Louisiana has to offer. Thank you so very much. <laughs> 